Creative Sandbox Way Podcast 166. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, and I believe that life is too short to not express the innate creativity inside of you. So in 2016, I wrote a book called The Creative Sandbox Way, based around 10 guideposts that I developed to get myself out of creative stuck and back to the sense of playful creativity that I naturally had when I was a four-year-old. Here's the thing. The world has a way of shutting us down, of cutting us off from our natural playfulness and creativity. But when we give ourselves the gift of peeling off the layers of adult programming, of perfectionism and comparisonitis, and returning to that place of play and creative exploration and self-compassion, not only does life get better, but it allows us to step into our fullest possibilities for ourselves in every area of life. That is my hypothesis, which has been borne out in my own life and the lives of my students and clients and readers and listeners. Make space for your creative joy and life goes from gray to full color and you start to explode what is possible for yourself. So the Creative Sandbox Way, the book, was just the tip of the iceberg. I continue the conversation each week with this podcast. Let's jump in. Last week, I was up in Whistler, British Columbia, Canada, at a training in advanced strategic storytelling with Lego Serious Play Methods, which is one of the main tools that I use in my consultancy, Creative Sandbox Solutions, along with applied improvisation and other play-based methodologies. And in this advanced strategic storytelling training, we were learning how to weave together Lego Serious Play Methods with the hero's journey, which you may or may not be familiar with, but I have a link in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about the hero's journey. Anyway, humans are wired for story. When any information is conveyed in the form of a story, it's stickier in our brains. So helping leaders, salespeople, advertisers, project managers, coaches, and anyone to tell the best stories possible helps them communicate better, helps them create engagement and alignment and bring multiple stakeholders together, be better speakers, and on and on and on and on. If you want to communicate better, get people to pay more attention to you, tell whatever it is that you are wanting to communicate in the form of a story. So all that is background. Here, here I am in Whistler, where it is impossibly gorgeous, 
we're surrounded by these tree-covered mountains with snow-covered peaks. We're at the, the Needle Lake Lodge, which is this gorgeous hotel. It doesn't, doesn't feel like a hotel. It's this lodge. It's just beautiful. And the training is in this stunning two-level, two-bedroom suite. And the main room of this suite, the living room, is the ceiling is two stories high. It's got sweeping views and a fire in the fireplace. And there are five of us sitting around the table. And we've just done an exercise building models models out of Lego, because of course, we do a lot of that in Lego serious play workshops. (laughs) And I don't remember what I'm talking about, but it has something to do with my online community, the Creative Sandbox community. And I just offhandedly mention that my community is not very big right now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) one of the other participants, whose name is Cheryl, and she's a very skilled coach, and she calls me out. She just stops me. I don't even know what I was talking about, but she stops me. She says, you know, I have heard you say several times this weekend that your community isn't very big, and I'm kind of tired of it. And I'm going to challenge you to say that differently. And I realize, huh, she's right. I hadn't noticed until that very moment. But in fact, I had mentioned my Creative Sandbox community a few times before. And I had said that "Eh, my community isn't very big. And I kind of had to rack my brain a bit to think about how to state that differently. Because I mean, you know, everything's relative. If somebody has a community that's smaller than my community, then my community would be big in comparison, right? But all things considered, right now it isn't very big. So I said, um... My creative sandbox community isn't very big yet. I And I was pretty pleased with myself because <laughs> I figured out how to reframe it, right? And how meta. Here I was at a storytelling workshop and I'm rewriting a story about myself, right? About my world. Woohoo, victory, right? But no, Cheryl didn't let it go at that. She just looked at me. She gave me that look that only a coach or maybe a parent can give you that mm that's not good enough look and she said i'm going to challenge you to do better than that and honestly i was really stumped <laughs> i did not know what to say and then jackie the master trainer who was leading this training She chimes in with, I have a huge online community. They're out there just waiting to find me. And it was like, bing, aha, paradigm shift. Whoa. That is called rewriting a story. See, I had this story in my head about my community 
it's not very big. And actually, I have that same story in my head about my bigger subscriber base, my platform, which is so much bigger than it was when I got started back in 2010, when I had zero, zero subscribers. And it took me a year to get my first 100 subscribers, which is a fraction of the number of subscribers, followers, my platform now, right? And I still have this story in my head that it's not very big, right? And that story is really limited and limiting, right? It's really limiting. But rewriting that story to, I have a huge community. I have a huge platform. I have a huge following. I have a huge fan base, whatever the words are that resonate. If this is your story, they're just out there waiting to find me. That is so much more empowering. Right? I I have another similar similar story about the art that I share online. I make these doodles that I share just about every day on Instagram. You can find my account if you haven't already at on Instagram at a underscore creative underscore life, a creative life with underscores in between the words. And I have at this the time of this recording, how, I don't even remember how many followers I have on Instagram, a couple thousand, something like that. I don't even remember now. And it seems, you know, when I compare, comparisonitis, the comparison trap, do, do, do. When I compare the number of followers that I have with the number of followers that my heroes have, then it seems just crazy small. And I feel so pathetic, right? And so the story that I tell myself when I put my doodles out there, my artwork out there, is, oh, well, my art just doesn't have mass market appeal. I just don't make the kind of art that a lot of people will ever like. But then the other day, somebody shared with me, one of my Creative Sandbox community members shared with me a video. It was a uh, George Takai video, who's, you know, super famous guy. And he's super famous on he shares these things on Facebook that go super viral, right? And he shared, she shared with me a video that he shared of somebody who makes these abstract doodles, this woman who makes these abstract doodles, and she uses Sharpie pens, and she doodles on everything on furniture and walls and shoes and clothes and everything. And her doodles are abstract. And my Creative Sandbox member 
shared with me the video because her doodles reminded, this woman's doodles reminded my member of my doodles. And I watched the video and I thought, huh, yeah, her doodles actually are kind of evocative of my doodles. They're not really that, like style-wise, to say, for me to say that my doodles don't have mass appeal. And yet here's this woman who is being shared in a video that's like viral, right? George Takai, super viral guy. So clearly, this story in my head that my art just doesn't have mass appeal. That is a false story. It's a false story. There are people out there who would love my art if they saw it. They just haven't seen it yet. That's all. They just haven't seen it yet. So if I want my art to have mass appeal or whatever, I can, I could do that if that's what I wanted to do. I don't actually care. Like I don't, that's not where I want to put my energy, but I could do that if I wanted. So that's just a story. So this, this story that my online community is not very big, this story that, oh, my art just doesn't have mass appeal. Those are self-installed glass ceilings over my own head. They're keeping me small. And simply rewriting the story to, for example... I have a huge online community. They're just out there. They're out there just waiting to find me. They're dying to find me. Rewriting the story helps me shatter that glass ceiling so that I can stand up to my full height and be open to more possibilities, right? And if I wanted to make my art my thing, my full-time thing, which I don't, but if I wanted to, then simply rewriting the story to the people who love my art are just, are out there just waiting to find me. Rewriting the story from my art doesn't have mass appeal to the people who love my art are out there just waiting to find me would help me shatter that glass ceiling so I could stand with my full height and be open to more possibilities. So here's another one. This is one that I hear all the time. All the time. This is a lie, a story, a lie that I told myself for a good decade. I don't have time. I don't have time. Four little words. Maybe it's familiar to you, this little lie. I still tell myself that lie sometimes, even though I know that it's a lie. I know it's a lie because I have learned 
the phenomenal value, phenomenal, powerful value of small daily acts. Think tiny and daily. That is Creative Sandbox Way guidepost number four. Think tiny and daily. Even if it's not daily, think tiny and consistently. Think tiny and consistent. And I am not kidding when I say that I told myself this lie for a good decade while I was making my living as a calligrapher and a ketuba artist. If you don't know what a ketuba is, go to the show notes and I have a link. Click on ketuba artist and we'll take you to my ketuba website. I was making my living as a calligrapher and ketuba artist. And from about the year 2000 to 2010, I convinced myself that I did not have time to make art for me, for the joy of it, to feed my soul. And (laughs) so for about a decade, I didn't. The only art I made was for clients. I didn't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But guess what? Really? That was just an excuse. Oh my God. That was just perfectionist paralysis. That was just fear. Fear that whatever I might create wouldn't be good enough. Good enough for who? I don't know. (laughs) It would prove everybody, prove to everybody that I was a fraud, that I didn't live up to the potential, the supposedly great potential that I had, that I was really not very good, that was a hack, whatever. I was in such denial about this that I just believed the lie, right? I didn't create anything. I made up this excuse, which I believed was true, though part of me knew that it was denial. But I made up this excuse that I needed great big chunks of time, which I absolutely did not have. And only years later, did I finally figure out that I don't need great big chunks of time. Now, God knows I love great big chunks of time, which is why I do things like go to Jenny Heffernan Brown's Creative Sunday Lab, which I'm doing this Sunday. And there's a link in the show notes to Creative Sunday Lab. And I'm going to very soon start up my own Creative Sandbox Play Days, half day, essentially, retreats. They're like the day camp version of my five day Creative Sandbox retreat, which is what I am now calling my create and incubate retreat. I'm becoming more consistent in my branding. So creative sandbox retreat, which is coming up September 12th through 16th, and there's still spaces available. Early bird pricing is going away at the end of the month. So you still have time to get early bird pricing and installment plans uh, through June 30th. Just saying. But that's why I make time for my five day creative sandbox retreat. And the half day Creative Sunday Lab and Creative Sandbox Play Days coming soon. But I don't need 
those great big chunks of time in order to get creating. No, think tiny and daily. Creative Sandbox Way Guidepost number four. I figured out a long time ago that even 10 or 15 minutes a day can put me into a state of flow and dramatically changes my mood for the better. It seems like nothing. You would think that a few minutes like that would be useless. Oh, but it is so much more than useless. It is so useful. It's so powerful. It's profound. When I do a little something every day, it keeps my toe in the creative stream. It is amazing. It has become a spiritual practice for me. And when I found myself not getting to my art table back at the end of 2015, I figured out that I could integrate a teeny tiny creative practice into my morning ritual by doodling for a few minutes in bed in the morning. That's what works for me. You figure out what works for you. Figure out how you can integrate a little teeny tiny bit of creative play into the nooks and crannies of your day. Now, each individual doodle seems like nothing on its own. It does. It seems like BS. Stupid. (laughs) It makes me feel better. It boosts my mood. But as a work of art, it seems like, eh, what's the point? But it's, it's like meditating for 10 minutes one day, if that's all you do for the over the course of a year, seems like, eh, what's the point? But add it up over the course of a week, a month, a year, they create a body of work. And they make a huge difference to my quality of life. But guess what? In order to get there, I had to rewrite my story. I had to rewrite my story from I don't have time to I make a little time every day. And I had to rewrite my story from I need great big chunks of time in order to create. I had to rewrite my story from that to Small daily acts make a huge difference. And I had to rewrite my story from, I'm someone who never does art. I'm a victim of circumstance. I'm somebody who just envies those who do. Two, I'm someone who does. That's powerful. Now, on the surface, rewriting stories and shattering those self in, self-installed glass ceilings, that's pretty simple. You're, you're basically just tilting the lens a few degrees and everything changes, right? The entire paradigm shifts. Just that little perspective change. 
But, of course, just because something is simple does not mean that it's easy because rewriting stories actually requires you to change your entire identity. And that's hard. Because, you know, rewriting your story from, I'm somebody who never does art, I'm a victim of circumstance who envies people who do, to I'm somebody who does, that means that you actually have to change your your behavior. You have to change your identity. <laughs> That's hard. So if you've thought of yourself, for example, as the kind of person who can only ever earn a small income or a moderate income, maybe you want to rewrite your story to think about yourself as the kind of person who can not only earn a huge income, but maybe lead a fast-growing company. And that is a massive identity shift, and that may not be something that happens overnight. So it starts by identifying the old story, that self-installed glass ceiling, deciding that you want to change the story, shatter that glass ceiling. And once you decide you want to write the new story, that's when the hard work begins. Identifying the old story is hard just because you can't always see it. Because the it this that self-installed glass ceiling, it's glass, it's transparent, you don't always see it. Once you identify it and decide to write the new story, here is where my golden formula comes in, as it always does. My golden formula, there's a reason it's called the golden formula, because it comes in everywhere. My golden formula, if you have not already heard me say it a bazillion times, is self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good. Self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good. Guess what? That self-awareness, that's going to help you identify those old stories and notice when they creep back in. And the self-compassion is going to help you get back on track. Because beating yourself up, never useful, not ever. But mindfulness and an awareness of common humanity, remembering you're not alone, that you're not the only person who has ever struggled in this particular way, and self-kindness, these being the three components of self-compassion. And for a deep dive on this, seek Dr. Kristen Neff's book, Self-Compassion. And there is a link to the book in the show notes, those three components, mindfulness and awareness of common humanity and self-kindness will always steer you right. Okay, so back to where we started at a storytelling workshop in Whistler, where I discovered a story that I had about myself that needed to be rewritten. And of course, the truth is we all have tons of stories about ourselves. Some are useful, some not so much. Maybe they're out of date, holding you back, glass ceilings, keeping you small. And as I said, they can be hard to see 
They can be hard for us to see on our own. Those old stories, self-installed glass ceilings, but this is the challenge. If you want to grow, if you want to live a full color life, you have got to write your own story. And that means rewriting the stories that don't serve you. So it might mean working with a coach. Someone like Cheryl in Whistler who can see your outdated, unhelpful stories that you cannot see so easily yourself. It can be much easier for somebody else to see your stories and your self-installed glass ceilings from the outside than for you to see them from the inside. Or it might mean working with a group of friends or a mastermind group or an online community like my Creative Sandbox community. Whatever, whether it's a coach or a group of friends or an online community, whatever, getting some outside perspective Perspective from outsiders, people outside of you, is so critical because they'll be able to see, they'll be able to have the perspective that you can't. I couldn't see that story until Cheryl pointed it out. And it certainly means paying attention. Always, hello, golden formula, self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good. So that is my challenge for you this week. What is a story that needs to be rewritten in your life? I challenge you to think about that, look for a story and rewrite it for yourself. And that brings me to something cool, which is also about rewriting stories. Visually, check out the Accessible Icon Project, which is this week's Something Cool. The Accessible Icon Project, and there's a link in the show notes, is an ongoing work of design activism. This is so cool. The Accessible Icon Project starts with a graphic icon, which is free for use in the public domain, and continues its work as a collaboration among people with disabilities and their allies toward a more accessible world. So here's the deal. Sarah Hendren and Brian Glennie were asking this question of themselves about what design activism and graphic icons when they started altering public signs marking wheelchair accessible parking you know the those blue and white icons designating the so-called handicapped spots right they started collecting icons with more design integrity back in 2010. So they were looking at the the wheelchair icon, the handicapped spots icon, and they thought, 
you know, let's, let's give it some more integrity. They reimagined this handicapped icon as less static and passive, more independent and in motion. And they began as um, guerrilla activism. They made stickers that were trans had transparent backings that they would apply over the existing signs so that people could still see the original icons and see their new, more active in motion icons on top. And their new icon that they developed ended up becoming adopted. And there's uh, an image of it in the show notes you can check out and then you can link from there to the whole story. It is really, really cool. And it, it it's quite interesting to look at the original icon compared to their new icon and and think about the stories that those visual icons tell about how we think of disabled folks. I found it super fascinating. So that's my something cool for this week. So that's it. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let me know if if you resonated. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend, maybe with an enemy. (laughs) And I would be super appreciative if you take a moment, hop on over to iTunes, the Apple podcast player and leave a rating and review. If you don't know how to do that, I've got step-by-step instructions over at creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. Now, the reason I do this is not to stroke my ego, although I really do love it when I get great reviews. But really, the reason to do this is to help other people find the show. Because when people are searching for new podcasts to listen to, the podcasts that have the most reviews are the ones that show up in their searches. So the more people who leave reviews for the Creative Sandbox Way podcast, the more likely it is that this podcast will show up when people are searching for a new podcast to listen to. So you can really help other people out by leaving a rating and review. A sentence or two is all it takes. So you don't have to write a novel, you don't have to be brilliant or anything, but really just write what you like about it. That's all. And it would make a big difference. So go do that. Hop on over to iTunes, the Apple Podcast Player, leave that rating and review. And if you email me to let me know that you left a review and how the podcast has made a difference in your life, that is how you apply to be considered for the listener spotlight. If I pick you, we will have a really fun really relaxed conversation, and you will get to be featured on the podcast. So if you have always wanted to be on the podcast, this is how you can make that happen. Go leave a review, send me an email, let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your life. And boom, you can get on the show. How cool is that? So that is it. 
Thank you so much. And until next time, go get creating. Subscribe at creativesandboxway.com slash podcast.